Takeoff 
for for a, for a play in a game that does not matter. We've heard him talk about it. It doesn't make any sense to him. And he's right. I agree with him. So I, I'm perfectly fine with Kyler not playing, but I do think that maybe getting guys like J.J. Watt, well, I guess J.J. doesn't need really any advice on how to get ready for a football season. Yeah, I mean, and with his injury history, that, yeah. that might be a little so, bit different. And because, and you know what happens is you can sit here all you want and say, yeah, get him some reps, man. It, it can only help you. Then what happens to the coach who, who exposes a guy and that guy gets hurt and tears an ACL and is gone for the season when he did not have to play in a preseason? season game as a head coach you 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 can't live that down no but how about maybe like the rondell moores and the isaiah simmons of the world i i think the guys isaiah, that are sort yeah. of in between veteran stars and right. like you know the trying to make the team mm-hmm. guys give right. them a few reps and, and cliff kingsbury was asked about that yesterday do you expect to play some starters a little bit more i would say similar to last week so not a whole lot of starters seeing action. <laughs> yeah. So, but again, I, and I and I think that's probably that's probably their their um, their viewpoint of it all. And that being a player coach, that I think Cliff Kingsbury basically says, "Hey, what, he probably goes to guys, and what do you think? No, I'm good. Okay, fine, no big deal." It, it, because I do think they proved last year they can hit the ground running and and play effective football. But it's something to it, but. It, you have to kind of balance that with the fact that this winning streak that Baltimore has has somebody's attention. It does. Now, it, he was also asked to follow up Cliff Kingsbury was, would it mean anything to you to be the team that ended that 21-game streak? No, I don't think I don't think that. I mean, we still want to get our evaluations and just play clean football and, and let our guys show what they can do. I think that, that's the main thing. But if you can win that game, um, you always feel better about it. I always think preseason is weird, Bick, because... The the number one goal going into the game is not winning the ball game. But that goal can be increased. The the goal of winning can be increased during the course of the game, depending on the game flow. If you got a chance, you know, it's a a two point game and you got possession of the ball late, you're going to try to win that game. You're going to try to execute. So um, it's not at the top of the checklist at this point of the week. But if that game is within. You know, shouting distance, or if it's a one possession game late, you know those teams are going to be playing pretty hard to win it. That's what I want to see Kyler Murray throw on the helmet, and jump in there, <laughs> yeah. grabs the ball, throws, throws, throws off the headset, throws down the play calling sheet, puts on his there. uniform, yeah. right? <laughs> puts on his uniform. Coach, I'll call my own play. Right, right. right. I have six plays of experience under my belt. Yeah, I'll call it myself. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, coming up next, some more NFL talk. Does the G and Jimmy G stand for Ghost? That and a lot more next. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. If his cap hit was under $10 million, they would probably keep him. I mean, honestly, like, you know, it, but to spend $25 million plus on a backup quarterback, that is rich uh, for any team, even a contender, especially given, you know, as I said, that there is there are other contracts that they could use that money on right now. So I think if, if, he, if Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't so expensive, I think the math would be a little bit different for San Francisco. But I just don't think it's worth it to them 
to keep him just as insurance for Lance in case of an injury. It's Mina Kimes of ESPN finding it hard to believe that the San Francisco 49ers would keep Jimmy Garoppolo, which they still have to this point. Uh, apparently, no deal can be struck for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think we're still, and I hate to say this, but mm-hmm. awaiting maybe a, the, the first significant injury to a quarterback where Garoppolo could go in and, and, and fill a spot. Mm-hmm. But I found this really interesting. Um, Mike Silver of the San Francisco Chronicle uh, put out there that after he signed his five-year, $137.5 million deal with the 49ers in 2018, Garoppolo's M.O., was to just ghost the organization. Yeah. Wouldn't How about answer that? calls or texts. Like his summer was his summer and he was not to be bothered. Well, that's, yeah, that that kind of changes things because I've, yeah. spe- I've spent a lot of breath complimenting Jimmy Garoppolo on his professionalism and his emotional maturity throughout all of this. And, and apparently it's been a little less than that. And granted, the, this has not been an easy thing for for anybody to, to do and to accomplish what he has and to play the game at the level that he has, which is pretty good for his skill set and then to just be so summarily discarded and, and underappreciated. But ghosting a team for an entire summer? Yeah, that's the interesting. Quote from a Football Morning in America from Peter King. Quote, once he left that press conference, nobody heard from him for weeks and weeks. The, an introductory press conference. He didn't return calls. He didn't return texts. Uh, text. He basically just vanished. And we were looking at each other going, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, I right. I mean, yeah. Wow. I mean, normally it's the opposite. Team makes a commitment of that financial size to you. You should be more accessible. Yeah. You should be more visible. Uh, but apparently right. he was. And that might, that might be the reason why... They gave up all the draft capital they did to get Trey Lance maybe, in the first place. Maybe, or or maybe it was just a continuation of the same story. Maybe, you know, the the contract they gave Jimmy Garoppolo was a, okay, this is a placeholder kind of guy. I don't know. I, I do know that if if Deshaun Watson and Cle- if that suspension in Cleveland goes to a full year, there's talk that the Browns might be interested. But if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, why would you want to go be a placeholder in the second place? Knowing that you're just you're just keeping a seat warm for somebody. Is it better than not playing? I guess maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument to be had. I don't know why the Seattle Seahawks wouldn't find him worthy of an investment. I mean, they have got the Seahawks have got uh, a couple of really excellent wide receivers, and they've got no quarterbacks. What could possibly go wrong there? It's Mungo Beanfield. <laughs> it's Mungo Beanfield throwing to DK Metcalf and that other dude, Tyler Lockett. <laughs> And Hank Gudgley backing him up. And Hank Gudgley backing him up. <laughs> Those are my two favorites. Did you see the other uh, the other uh, name that I uncovered over the weekend? Um, the running back for the Giants, Sandro Platzgummer. <laughs> that sounds like a guy That's a Carlin that, name. that Jarrett made up. <laughs> That's but a Carlin name. But he's a real guy. He's from Sando the, Platzgummer. Sandro Platzgummer. Oh, Sandro. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Platzgummer. Wow. That's wow. Amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so yeah, so I, I I don't know what what the deal with that is, but it it's it it, it just never ends. The Forty ers all all you can say about it is Trey Lance better be worth all of this. Yeah, um, and there's some people that believe he's going to be that he's going to mm-hmm. light the league on fire this year. And if that's the if that's the case, if Trey Lance hits the ground running, San Francisco is equipped to make a run for the whole thing. Yeah. 
I, I that's the one question that people have about that team, other than the fact they've had just a hellacious run of injuries the last couple of years. But if they get competent or better quarterback play from Trey mm-hmm. Lance, look out. Uh, the yeah, other right. the, the other quarterback situation that's not going anywhere uh, until the hard deadline that was set for Week One. That's Lamar Jackson's situation with the Baltimore Ravens. Jamison Hensley covers the Ravens for ESPN. He's got the latest on that. The signs have been talking since June. I mean, and the reason I say that is because from the end of the season up until June, the sides weren't talking, and Ravens officials just said that they've approached Lamar Jackson. He just didn't have any urgency to get anything done. That stance changed a little bit in June. They've been discussing contract details. Uh, obviously, not close on getting something done right now, but I think the good news is that they're talking, and I don't think it's a surprise that Lamar Jackson said, hey, I don't want to have these contract negotiations go into the regular season because Lamar Jackson is one of the few high-profile NFL players without an agent. That means the Ravens have to specifically negotiate deals with him, and so if he's preparing to play in the regular season, uh, he doesn't have time to say, hey, on my day off, let's negotiate a contract. (laughs) I think that's why he said, hey, there's a cutting off point. Yeah, but he did say, hey, the hard deadline is what was described. Now, there wasn't a, what happens if that hard deadline is not met? So, does Lamar Jackson just pack up and, and go home at that point? Does he play a game without a contract? Mm-hmm. There, seem, there seems to be a lot of uncertainty. But I can't get past the fact, too, Bick, that a guy in Lamar Jackson's situation, a former MVP, right. negotiating his own contract, uh, and I think the quarterback position is different than other positions. Look, we just saw DJ Humphreys negotiate his own contract with the Cardinals, and by all accounts, it got done pretty smoothly. The quarterback position is different. Alex. I couldn't imagine anything more taxing mentally than negotiating or representing yourself well, in negotiations. There, there's, cool. a re- there's a reason why players, the high-dollar players, want to avoid that because uh, things get said in negotiations yes. that players should not want to hear. Yes. There should be a filter there so a player doesn't have to hear the, the negative stuff that comes with negotiating stances because players will take that personally. Any Human beings would take it personally. So, uh, yeah, what's interesting to me is if Lamar Jackson is given the Ravens a week one deadline but is not threatening to sit out the season, what do you do if you're the Ravens? Do you say, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll take the chance on this. I'll, I'll risk having to pay him $75 million more if he goes and wins us the Super Bowl. Or I don't know it, what I would do if I were the Ravens. If he's really saying, okay, either you pay me or we're going to table this to the end of the season, I might wait if I was the Ravens. Well, you if he's giving you that option. Yeah. Well, it depends how far the threat is. The threat is like, okay, you know, I'm not going to sit out. I'll play, but I'm not coming back here after the end of the season. Well, there's that. Yeah. But then, but but couldn't they franchise tag him a couple they times? They yes, could. they could. But he could also threaten to sit out. Then and all that kind of nonsense. I, I don't know why. I don't know why the Ravens would risk soiling and ruining a relationship that's been fairly good up to this point with a player who's got tremendous credibility inside the locker room because I, of how he plays. I think almost everybody thought that because for a long time it was Kyler and Lamar that both didn't have the deal. I think everybody thought when one got done. The other one would get done like right after. And the Kyler was first, and there's been almost no movement on the but Lamar Jackson. You Jack. also have to wonder if that didn't happen, Jarrett, because of the absence of the agent. Again, negotiating on your own behalf, that's a difficult. 
a difficult process. I, I, that's why a lot of people don't do it. Are you saving money on commissions? Yes. There's a reason why my simple tax return, I pay somebody to do it because I don't want to deal with it. It's worth it to me. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not, like if, if I was negotiating a contract, I would probably hire an agent to do it because I wouldn't want to hear those negative things uh, about your myself. tax returns when you're dealing with all those zeros, commas, I can understand. Right. It's hard. It's Well, the zeros, you know, at the front of the number. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the end of the number. Uh, coming up next, Sarah Cazell will take us through the big stories of the day with the Rush Hour reboot. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings live from the Auction Community Studios, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Getting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. Good morning, everyone. Welcome into the Rush Hour Reboot here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. On 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. No surprise here. Every single day at 7.30, we are going to take you through the top stories of the day in Arizona sports and beyond. I am Sarah Cazell with Dan Bickley. Hey. <laughs> Vince Murata. Was that was that asking us to wake up? Yeah. Are yeah, you trying to tell of, me something? No, it's kind of a reminder to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and Jared Carlin. You don't want to fart hard. You want to fight hard for your boys. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> Tremendous. It's one of the more wise things I've said on these airwaves. <laughs> when did you say that, by the way? I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, when did you say that? And why, why did you say that? Probably because I messed up trying to you say said fight it, hard. Yeah, you said it on July 19th of 2018, if you were wondering when you said that. Oh, I'm always wondering. Okay. Man, you have an encyclopedic memory when it comes to the history of the show, Jarrett. When it comes to farting, I never forget. <laughs> No question about that. All right, now that we have properly dissected the Cardinals' first preseason game against the Bengals on this here show, now let's look ahead to the next preseason game for the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury and the team, uh, yesterday we're speaking about looking ahead to the Baltimore Ravens, whom they host on Sunday at State Farm Stadium, the only home game of the preseason for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, uh, we've already covered this on the show, but, oh, we're going to talk about it all week long. The champions of the preseason, guys. Yeah, the tryhard team. The tryhards. <laughs> the Ravens have won 21 consecutive preseason games now, dating all the way back to the 2016 season. So Cliff Kingsbury spoke to reporters yesterday about that win streak. That's part of their culture. That You know, they, they say we're going to win these games and help it build into the regular season. And I respect that that approach. Um, the, the, obviously, they're team believes that they've had one of the most successful franchises in the league and so we'll definitely get their best shot uh we know it'll be a real challenge and uh excited to watch trace you know obviously being his former team he'll be he'll be keyed up for that one and it should be a fun evening trace mcsorley revenge game uh, cliff kingsbury was also asked if they want to end that 21 game preseason win streak no i don't think i don't think that i mean we still want to get our evaluations and just play clean football and, and let our guys show what they can do. I think that, that's the main thing. But if you can win that game, um, you always feel better about a win. Okay, so after seeing how the Cardinals did in their first preseason game on Friday against Cincinnati, what do you think should be the Cardinals' focus for the second preseason game? 
Same as it always yeah, is. Getting through it healthy. Clean football. Clean football. Pe- pe- no keep penalties. Up, yeah, keep that yeah. up too. Which that is, you were that, pleased with on Friday. Extremely. Yes. Absolutely extremely. There was way too many times in the last couple of years when when that key holding penalty would just doom a drive before it began. And, and that's that to me would, would be a, a, a real good sign going forward that some real discipline has been put into the system as far as that goes. You know, the pre-snap penalties, jumping off sides, holding, which just, holding penalties just kill drives. Yeah. yeah. I think that was perfectly said. Yeah. We, we, we raved about how clean it was. Keep keep that going. Make that uh, make that the norm. Okay. Uh, now we are looking at the latest column from our Dan Bickley um, on ArizonaSports.com right now. It is front and center. Great header image. Beautiful homepage right now. Uh, the column's <laughs> all about Cliff Kingsbury. And Bick, you call him the biggest winner of the Cardinals preseason yeah. so far. I do. It's just one game. He, of course. So I'll, I'll pull a little bit of your column here. Uh, quote, on my scorecard, Kingsbury was the biggest winner in a meaningless preseason win over the Bengals. His football team was orderly, hungry, and focused. They scored 36 points in three quarters. They committed no turnovers and only two penalties. And they unveiled a pair of new quarterbacks, whom both functioned very well inside the offense. It resembled the handiwork of a true offensive guru. You write. You continue. After a disastrous play off loss to the Rams in January. The crisp performance certainly whets the appetite and soothes the nerves, which means Kingsbury helped restore a much-needed sense of lift to the program. Dan Bickley, would you say your sense of trust in Cliff Kingsbury is growing? Question mark? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I think that um, I I think that that contract extension that that made a lot of us, as I say in the column, howl with disbelief. I I think it's probably worked wonders for him. I think it's probably given him some comfort and and lessened the anxiety of having to prove himself to a job that he knew he kind of fell into, if you will. He kind of he failed his way into the job. Yeah, failed if, up. He failed up is what he did, and and so I think I think that contract extension's been validation for him. He just he just he looks and sounds a little bit different, a little more in control. Now again, this is the thing that I've got to stress here: these games don't have a lot of pressure attached, and that pressure has been what's pulled the worst out of Cliff Kingsbury yep. in the past. So th- so I've got to see this when the games count. I've got to see it when stuff gets, when 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 the stuff hits the fan. That's when he's got to prove that stuff. It's easy to be, it's easy to be coach bro when everything's going well. Yep. And when the results, games don't matter, everything is great. But when, when the first starts to fly in the NFL and people get disappointed and you start losing games, that that's when that authoritative head coach kind of needs to pull the group up and that's what I need to see out of him when, when, when the pressure is really on the football team. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the question being, is my faith or your, is that, was, that was the word, trust uh, growing? Big hit on it. You got to see it for a full season. You got you to gotta see this team led by this coach overcome the things that have derailed their seasons the last two years. I don't necessarily, you know, I'll give people trust initially 
But if you betray that trust, you got to show me again. Right. And and it's that's that's what I'm waiting to see. Yeah. And I don't know if this is the year that it happens because I do think they have challenges personnel wise that have not been addressed. Uh, but offensively, I think a lot of those things can be overcome this year. And, and I began the column by saying that generally, in my experience, in over 20 years being a, a lead columnist and an opinion provider here in the Valley, most of my relationships with head coaches are just disastrous by the end of their reign. Yeah. Because most head coaches fail, and the criticism mounts, and it continues, and I'm nothing if not relentless. And Indeed. so, right? So maybe Cliff Kingsbury and I can be different. And they- maybe Cliff and I can be, maybe all the criticism came first with Cliff. Maybe all the flattering praise comes later. And that's the whole thing. When coaches come in here and they do real well, they get all the flattering praise and they think it's loyalty to them. It's loyalty yeah. to the story. Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I like that you call yourself a loud mouth in your own column. Uh, I'll believe all that when I Gotta see it. Gotta be real. Right. <laughs> right. If, if Bick's headed to the Kentucky Derby in May with Cliff Kingsbury, you got no a story. No socks. What a mint juleps. Cheers, Cliff. Is he wearing a fedora? You know what else you mentioned? Bickley, that, are you not wearing socks? The, the homepage image of Cliff Kingsbury that's yes. on ArizonaSports.com right now. He's wearing a white long sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. That's pretty rare, isn't it? Uh, I guess he is more of a black long sleeve shirt guy, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the game day attire. Yeah. I just I just noticed that. Well, he is sweater buff, you know. <laughs> that's right. And he's got enough of a tan to pull off the white, which I right. envy from my seat here. How's that? Fashion advice to get like us. It. Very rebooted good. at the very end. Yeah. We all rebooted? You're rebooted. We're yeah. rebooted. You're rebooted because we need to uh, we need to get to the Phoenix Children's Give-A-Thon, and we don't want to take any time away from that. So. Okay. Well done. You can text your thoughts good to job, the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Sarah mentioned it. We will continue. Give-A-Thon week for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and auction Indian community. That's next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the auction Indian community. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station and the Arizona Sports app. Give-A-Thon on the Bigley and Marauder Show. Day two, Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's continues here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Akchin Indian community. We're off to a great start today on day two. Uh, and I was you know, doing a little reading up on, on Phoenix Children's Hospital, too, and we talk about what it means to the community, Bick. Right. Um, I believe the stat is one in four Valley kids will have received care uh, at Phoenix Children's Hospital. And they've been helping children in the Valley since 1983. Mm-hmm. And when you just look at the number of patients that they treat, uh, the, the numbers are staggering. And, and you gave these numbers earlier. And we, we talked to Tim Harrison from the Phoenix Children's Foundation, uh, their VP of, of partnerships yesterday. And he threw out the number. It's almost $2.7 million that it costs to operate Phoenix Children's on a daily basis. Yeah. And the number that you threw out that I think is staggering, 51% of patient families have little or no private medical insurance. Phoenix Children's doesn't turn anybody away. Yeah. Um, so these are just numbers to consider in this whole thing. So what are we asking you to do? If you can, we would love for you to become a champion of hope. That is a $20 per month donation. Uh, and when you do that, not only do you feel great about helping out the kids and families at Phoenix Children's, you get a teddy bear 
delivered to a patient at Phoenix Children's in your name. Uh, and you do that, become a champion of hope. Make that $20 per month donation at 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567 is how you become a champion of hope. And there's something in it for you, too. You'll get your choice of a kid's pass at Wildlife World Zoo or a cobblestone car wash, all for becoming a champion of hope. But you'll also get the the um, unbelievable satisfaction of knowing you did something really good for the community. And trust me on this, as somebody who who is a champion of hope, you you won't even miss that twenty bucks. No, a month. absolutely, you won't even notice it. Now, in terms of the the teddy bear, I, I told this story yesterday. I'm going to tell it again today for those who who might not have heard. Vinny and I uh, we got to deliver teddy bears in a recent trip to Phoenix Children's and and kind of check in and and see what's up and and we encountered a range of different experiences. We found a little girl in her bed. She was happy. She was doing puzzles. She couldn't wait to get that teddy bear. Her parents were beaming because they were all going home that day. And and those parents couldn't have been more complimentary mm-hmm. of Phoenix Children's. In fact, Vinny and I were there when this girl's parents were actually asking our host, "How do we donate? Who do we? How do who do we give money to? Where do we send the check? We we think this place is so great. We want to help." And we walked out of that going, "Wow, that is unbelievable." And we walked into a another room with a little girl named Chloe who had scoliosis and she was in a dreadful mood. Uh, she was in a halo contraption that just kind of went with her every sh- everywhere she went to help straighten out a severely curved spine. And this little girl had a toy axe and she was so frustrated. She was swinging the axe at a doll she had in her room. And I'm watching this going, oh my goodness. And then her mom was there and the weight of the world seemed to be on this mom's oh, shoulder. So and, true. And I didn't know who I wanted to hug more, the mom or the little girl. And, and you saw that and my heart was just breaking for them. And, and you see the challenges facing families um, and, and and what Phoenix Children's is all about. And then Vinny and I walked into a room and you probably remember Cody. Oh, yeah. He, he had brittle bone disease and he was a huge basketball fan. So we immediately, you know, we told him that Vinny was the PA guy for the Phoenix Suns and he lit up um, and, and he loves the Suns. He was a huge basketball fan. The thing I could not believe, though, there was a sign over Cody's bed that's, that was a reminder to medical professionals to only take his blood pressure in his upper left extremity. Because to do it in his right would to be fought, putting his bones in danger. Mm-hmm. And but the other interesting thing about Cody was he's... He's an adult now, mm-hmm. but he started receiving care at Phoenix Children's when he was a child, and that's one of the things that I didn't know about until we visited with Cody. They will continue to see patients who started out as children for the duration of their lives. Yeah, yeah. And so in, in the span of a couple hours, Vinny and I got the whole range mm-hmm. of experiences at Phoenix Children's, and, and this is what you're helping. You're helping people who are in, in, in tough spots, yes. and you're, you're giving them hope. Become a champion of hope. Call the Desert Financial Phone Bank. 602-933-4567 is the number. I'm going to drill it into your head. 602-933-4567. Remember that phone number and donate if you can. Uh, we've also got to move that tote board again. We've got a check presentation from the great people at 3M Health Information Systems. Hi, my name is Bob Trochi. I am the Vice President of Sales for 3M Health Information Systems. We are excited to be a part of this year's Giveathon. Every year, our organization has a national sales kickoff meeting somewhere in the United States. 
During the sales kickoff meeting, one of the evenings we dedicate service back to the community where we host our meeting. This past April, we held our meeting here in Phoenix and dedicated our service and charity evening to Phoenix Children's. Our sales, marketing, and client services teams had a wagon building and decorating contest. Our teams built 25 wagons used by the children during their hospital phase at Phoenix Children's. The purpose of the wagons is to provide a bit of child normalcy during what is often a scary hospital stay by riding in them to their treatment appointments like a kid riding in a wagon in the neighborhood. In addition to the wagons, the teams are always encouraged to bribe the judges of the contest. This year, we are so proud to say that our, quote, bribes totaled $13,200. We are excited to present this check in that amount. We had a great time competing for such a worthy cause. On behalf of Free and Health Information Systems, thank you, Phoenix Children, for being there for your community, providing world-class care, because when it comes to the future of our children, moments count. Wow, what a great story. Thank you, Bob. Really Thank is. you, 3M Health Information Systems. Having a contest that the kids could get yeah. use out of, too. And I love the bribe part. $13,200. Kudos to them. You can help out, too. Become a champion of hope. Call 602-933-4567. We've got our uh, team at the Desert Financial Phone Bank standing by to take your call. It's a $20 per, per month uh, donation. And a teddy bear will be delivered to a patient in your name. And uh, you'll receive a choice of a kid's Pass at Wildlife World Zoo or a cobblestone car wash uh, for just becoming a champion of hope. Again, at 602-933-4567. It's time for another story of hope presented by Madame e. Holmes. Scott Meyer was fresh out of veterinary school when he caught the give on the radio while driving through Phoenix. He didn't have any kids or friends or family at PCH, but he was so struck by the stories of Phoenix children's patients that he felt a calling to help. This is Dr. Scott Meyer's story. My name is Dr. Scott Meyer, and this is my story. For me, it felt right to call in and donate something that I could to be part of this call. In 2004, uh, graduating from veterinary school at Colorado State University, driving through my hometown of Phoenix area, coming into radio range, the Giveathon was on. A story came on about a child going through cancer or some ailment at Phoenix Children's Hospital, and instead of turning the channel, I kept it on to listen to that story. And one story followed by the other story, and it seemed like there was a way I could help. I needed to do something to give back, and this, what I gave back to. So I called in and then pledged half my bank account. Working living in California for the next 10 years, I was always looking on the website to see when the next Giveathon would be so that I could call. And so for 10 years, the goal was to try to increase my gift every year as best I could. 10 years went by and decided to move home, came back to Phoenix area and, and continue to give uh, what I can every year. And I'll continue to do that. I'll just continue to do it for as, as long as I can. Um, I feel like I, I did something to help. Not knowing anybody, not knowing who the people were personally, it just felt like that was the right thing to do. 
don't know. I just thought when I'm able to give back, I should for my community, for the state I love, for Phoenix, for parents and children that need the help. We had a goal to do it every year. There's so many bad things every day, but there's still a lot of good in people to do good things. Please call now to help the kids forgive a thought. Even if it's just one time, just for today, to help a family in need. Thank you, Dr. Scott Meyer. What a great story. Yeah. And during the course of Giveathon Week uh, for Phoenix Children's, Vic, we hear a lot of sad stories, a lot of stories that don't have happy endings. We hear a lot of uplifting, inspiring stories. That one definitely falls into that category for a different reason, inspiring those in the audience and and, and, and telling the origin story of how he got involved in in giving. Uh, That's how it works for a lot of people. When they hear the stories of these kids at Phoenix Children's, they want to give. And he did have an important message there, whatever you can, whatever Whatever you can uh, afford to give, we're asking you to become a champion of hope. $20 per month. 602-933-4567 is where our team is standing by at the Desert Financial Phone Bank. 602-933-4567. That music means we are in a match. Yes, That match being sponsored by Orange Theory Fitness. We learned yesterday they're new partners of give for Phoenix Children's, and they are responsible for this match. So make your donation count double right now. Uh, thanks to Orange Theory Fitness by calling 602-933-4567. Again, $20 per month. How do you always put it, Bick? It's the cost of what? Like a cup a of coffee? A week's worth yeah. of takeout coffee, there, Vinny. There you go. Right there. And if you are in a place where you can't make a phone call right now, you can also donate online or text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 620-620. So maybe you're at work and you can't make a call, but you can send off a text, fire something off online. Do that. All of our information is on ArizonaSports.com on the home page. Yeah, we make it very easy for people to become sure champions. Hope. Uh, text phone number. Again, that phone number if you want to uh, donate. If you can donate, we'd love for you to be able to do that. $20 per month. 602-933-4567. And during this match for Orange Theory Fitness becomes $40 a month. Even if you give a one-time gift, it gets doubled during this match, which will run through the remainder of the uh, commercial break. Again, thanks to Orange Theory Fitness. When you become a champion of hope, a teddy bear gets delivered to a patient at Phoenix Children's in your name, and that's the Teddy Bear Express making its rounds through Phoenix Children's once again. Give us a call. Become a champion of hope. 602-933-4567 as we continue Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and Auction Indian Community.